White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter, Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Our show is called Locked On Sox, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Go there, subscribe, and hit the notifications bell. If you want to leave us a voice message and do this during the game when you're frustrated uh, about a play or you're very excited about a home run that uh, you didn't think that guy can hit when Ma- Nick Magical goes a uh, yard this year, leave us a voicemail. 312-566-8727. 312-566-8727. And Locked on Socks at Gmail is the way you can leave us an email. But without any further ado, here is Chris Tannehill. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Herb. It's Friday. It's Pizza Friday. It's uh, mm. Friday, and uh, yeah, if when you're upset that Dane Dunning is mowing down the White Sox tonight, uh, drop a line on the voicemail. Let us know how you're feeling. We are brought to you today by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app for the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. I know our guys at Locked On Bulls, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I know they do the Locker Room thing, so if you're a Bulls fan, check them out. And I hope to get rolling soon with the Locker Room app. I've got a an old Apple device here that I can roll out and uh, integrate with the Locker Room. But we're just it's so damn busy doing five shows a week, man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I th- you know we'll get to it. Uh, but shout out to our friends at Locker Room. Uh, great stuff over there. And Jordan was telling me what a fun time it was. All right. So, Herb, it is episode 217 of Locked on White Sox. It's Friday. The Rangers are in town. Dane Dunning is starting tonight. As of the time we're recording this, we're assuming we're working on the assumption that it's going to be Dylan Cease. I don't know why you would skip Dylan Cease this early in the season. Let's talk about that first. You know, there was some speculation yeah. on uh, on White Sox Twitter that they would skip Dylan Cease. What do you think about that idea? I hate it. I hate it too. You have him in the rotation for a reason, guys. Um, it's four mediocre performances, all four and two thirds, I believe, or three mediocre performances, four and two thirds innings. He can't get to the fifth, but you have him in the rotation for a reason. You believe in him and your belief had to be rooted in some type of uh, assurities that you've had in the off season. You've seen what Ethan Katz has done with Carlos Rodon and you've talked about the same things that have happened with Dylan C. So I would just have patience and not skip his turn when it's time for him to post. Now we need to win every game, but if he's in the rotation, he's one of the best five pitchers that we can uh, throw out there. You're going to have to have him. You can't hide him, throw him out there. And then if he's the guy that you think he is, he's got to go out there and uh, show it. Yeah, exactly. And he was a victim of a, a bad strike zone in his last outing. Uh, maybe some home cooking will uh, will do him uh, well here. And I, I agree with you. I mean, this is the major leagues, as I say quite often here on the show. You can't hide guys. And I don't what then. What's the end game there? Like, I don't think this is a real conversation that they're having to skip uh, Dylan Cease in the rotation. Like, you know, unless he's hurt, which I don't think he is. It's clearly, he's not. I don't believe so. You know, you can't hide guys at this level. And if you can't throw D- Dylan Cease against the Texas Rangers, who are 
you know, in the bottom third of, of offensive teams in Major League Baseball. Like, what are we doing here? So if there's any time to get Dylan Cease right, it's against the Rangers this weekend. And as we mentioned, Dane Dunning's going – and uh, you know it'll, it'll be it'll be exciting, man. Like I, I still I really hope Dane Dunning succeeds because they do not make uh, the postseason last year. The White Sox uh, without Dane Dunning's efforts there, and you know that that pitching staff was so banged up in the rotation for the Sox, and Dane Dunning coming back after the Tommy John provided some of the great moments that that outing I'll never forget against the Twins. Uh, the evening, I believe it was, before they ended up clinching, or at least that's that same series anyway, just pitching an awesome ball game. I believe you handled the uh, the post game that night solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just to, you know, they 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 deal away Dane Dunning and acquire Lance Lynn. And if you haven't been paying attention to the Rangers this year, and oh boy, what are you doing? How come you haven't here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dane Dunning has been great this year for the Rangers. He's already accumulated nearly a, a, a one win uh, this season for the Rangers. He's one and zero with a .60 earned run average. And you take a look at his game log here. Uh, Three games, he started all three, um, 15 innings pitched with 16 strikeouts. So that's pretty good. Uh, He started the season against Toronto. Uh, He he goes uh, five innings in that one, gets the first win of the year, Uh, gave up just three hits and one run. And then uh, he gives up against the Rays uh, on the road. He... Gets the loss in that one. Uh, the Rangers lost in that one. Dane Dunning didn't lose that one. He goes four innings only, gives up just the two hits, but no earned runs for Dane Dunning that day. And then against the Orioles on April 17th, he goes six innings, five hits, no runs. And uh, he has five Ks in that game as well. So he's been doing great this year for the Rangers. And I don't think this is a, a surprise for many White Sox fans who saw him come in and just be thrown right into the fire last year in a, in a division race, in a, in a playoff race. And he met all challenges that were thrown in front of him. And he, he the stuff played, you know, was able to get that breaking stuff over for strikes. And he was able to pinpoint that fastball, which is, you know, uncommon for these young pitchers that we've seen come up for the White Sox. You know, of recent vintage, it's not uncommon because with Kopech, you know, he, he didn't struggle with that very much when he first came up. But we've seen the opposite side of that with Dylan Cease. But Dane Dunning was a guy I was like, oh, okay, this guy is going to be uh, either a key cog for the White Sox in the future or he's going to be a big-time trade chip. So that's what they ended up doing with Dane Dunning. They ended up trading him to the, to the Rangers for Lance Lynn. And Lance Lynn, uh, on his side, he's been pretty damn good as well. He's accumulated a seven-tenths of a win. He's 1-1 one one with a sub-1 ERA at .92, and he's been this year. When you look at the 2021 season, you're going to remember that opening day performance against the Royals uh, as, as one of your favorite moments, I believe. And then he battled his ass off against the Indians, and of course he gets injured injured in that game, and we don't know when he'll be back, but you know, I, I don't see many people that want to relitigate this trade and, and, and talk about it. All, all I'll say about Dane Dunning is this. He's not surprising me that, he, that he's doing so well with the Rangers. I think the one thing that is surprising that it, he, it's getting done so early and he's been so effective right out of the gates. So what do you think about uh, the, the, you know, look, the Dane Dunning trade, looking back on it, uh, sort of what he's done this year and also just the, the, the idea of the success coming so fast for Dane Dunning? I am a Dane Dunning guy, and I thought that, like you, he would be successful eventually in his career. And like you, I didn't think it was going to be his first couple starts. He's showing um, something that we thought was very valuable about that. But as far as the trade, I 
always are going to have some pain as that trade is pertaining to pertain to that trade. But ultimately, I think no matter the results, no matter the results, it was the right move to make because the thought process was let's get this guy who's on a one year deal, who's ready to pitch big time baseball right now and go for the championship. Now, you know, I, they didn't follow up with a stronger off season, but the move in itself was a great move to get Lance Lynn. And yes, he's hurt right now, but that guy's going to be back pitching you probably 175 innings this year. So I have no worries about him and I have no worries about him when it comes to preparation and giving us all because the guy is a bulldog and I love him. I love him this early into his career. And I hope the White Sox are wise and finds a way to sign him before he <laughs> gets a chance to leave uh, and hit the free agent market. That would be interesting for sure. Um, so you're wondering about Dane Dunning. Um, how's he been doing it, right? Like we, we saw him being you know so good last year. It's not a surprise that he's having success. But one thing that he's been doing or not doing, I should say, is he's not giving out the free pass. And you look at his baseball savant uh, percentile rankings, he's in the 90th percentile in walk percentage. So he's not giving away the free pass, and he's not giving up a lot of hard contact. Uh, and he's getting people to chase. You know, they're chasing the breaking stuff here. So that that's always what we saw last year. So you mm-hmm. combine that, you know, striking guys out. The pitch counts have been up a little bit, or at least the Rangers have not utilized him deep into a ball game. And I think we saw that a little bit last year too, where, you know, uh, third time around in the order – uh, for Dane Dunning was usually not a favorable thing, but also last year to remember he was coming off Tommy John and uh, sort of his endurance wasn't what it uh, was going to be eventually. So there's a lot of factors there, but you know he hasn't gone deep into these ball games, but maybe they're just trying to slowly roll him in and uh, and take it from there. But you know he's getting the punch outs, he's getting people to chase, and uh, he's just been doing good things for the Rangers. And I, I think this is a problem for the White Sox tonight with the uh, you know the. The problems that we've seen against right-handed pitching, I think uh, Dane Dunning's going to give them a handful tonight. So let's let's handicap it here, shall we? Uh, let's go innings pitch. Let's set the over-under uh, at uh, at four-and-a-half innings pitch. Are you going over or under? I'm going over. I'm looking at five-and-a-third. Uh, I'm going – I'll go six innings. So I'll go over as well. Um, earn runs allowed here. Uh, what do we think? Should we set the over-under at one-and-a-half earn runs allowed here? Is that a fair number, you think? I would go over because while the White Sox haven't been clicking in all cylinders, I think they're going to get more than two. Okay, so is that a fair number though? Like a fair guess? Uh, I mean, he's uh, he's got an ERA of, of point six, so I think yeah, I would say a fair one would be two and a half. Okay, so are you going to go over on that then? I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go over. All right, I'm gonna uh, go. I'm gonna go under. I think he's gonna twirl himself a nice little gem uh, on Friday night. Uh, I don't know if uh, if the lag, uh, the two days off for the White Sox bats will have an ill effect. I don't know what the weather is going to be like. I think it's supposed to be decent enough weather, but it is a night game on the south side, so I, I worry about that as well. But yeah, this has just got Dane Dunning game written all over it, and we're gonna have a lot of hand hand wringing after the game there. So it'll be a fun. I'm looking forward to watching it, man. And this is one I totally. Uh, here's here it is, man. Here's here's our our young horse and Dylan Cease, who's got the stuff that that'll play, and who arguably when he's on, I think he's got he's got better stuff than than Dane Dunning. You could argue against a former Sox prospect. Yeah, it, it's gonna be exciting, man. I'm looking forward to watching this one. And I don't know if the rumors are true. It was a Rangers wanted Dane Dunning more than they wanted Dylan Cease, or the White Sox chose Dane Dunning or, or out of him and D- Dylan Cease, but. I hope Dylan Cease 
just makes up something and gets his his level of <laughs> competitiveness up to the level of Jordan and guys that would take the the slights even perceived or made up uh, as a personal insult and say, you know what? They chose me for a reason. Yeah, I, I, I know people are talking about you, Dane Dunning, but today I'm going against you and I'm going to shove it up your ass. And you're going to see that I am the reason why they chose me over you. So if you're looking for the repertoire here for uh, for Dane Dunning, he relies a lot on the, on the sinker. Uh, the, the you know the moving fastball. He doesn't mm-hmm. throw the fastball a ton. He's about league average with the, with the fastball velocity, but he throws that sinker a ton. Relies on that first and foremost, and then mixes in a slider, changeup, cutter, and a curveball on occasion. So he throws the kitchen sink at you, and this could be a problem if he's on for the White Sox hitters. So we'll definitely talk about that one on Monday's show. But when we come back, we'll reopen up the mailbag and we'll try to find someone to give away Herb's tickets to. If you missed yesterday's show, Herb is giving away a pair of his season tickets for Saturday night's game against the Rangers. So uh, keep it right here as we open up the mailbag next here on Locked on White Sox. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, the playmaker, Jason Lockhanfora, and Baldy, our guy, Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars on their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Should we open the bag? Let's do it. A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. All right, Herb. How do they get a hold of us through email or voicemail? There's so many ways. And Twitter. We took a lot of Twitter questions here because we wanted to open it up. So uh, how can they get in contact with us? Well, you already got our Twitter handle. It's Locked on Socks. Our email, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. And to call us and leave a voice message, 312-566-8727. That is Harold Baines, A.J. Brzezinski, Mark Burley, Jorge Orta, Bo Jackson, Carlton Fisk, and Tim Anderson. All right, first one up here uh, in this edition of the mailbag here, and hopefully it's a person that's going to win themselves a pair of Sox tickets. This is Melissa. Her question is this. I'm a big believer in Andrew Vaughn, but I think even though he hasn't played a ton, that he needs a little more seasoning in the minors. We can't count on Eloy coming back this season. Hamilton and Engel are not everyday players. I think a trade needs to be made for a left fielder with someone with an expiring contract at the end of the season or someone that can slide over to right field for next season and you let Adam Eaton go. It would be a huge boost to the lineup. Who would you like to realistically see the Sox add in June or July? Herb, I don't know if you have a name off the top of your head here, uh, but uh, just know that I have the guys with the, on expiring contracts here up for left fielders and right fielders here. So do you have anyone that you've been thinking of? We talked about J.D. Martinez and Jorge Soler because we thought the DH was going to be a problem. But now the whole your mean thing, we don't know if that's real or not, so we'll have to put our DH plans on the back burner. But this outfield thing, how do you see it uh, getting rectified here as the season goes on? Just an awesome question right there. It yeah, awesome, uh, it's the clubhouse, clubhouse leader right now, Melissa. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have nobody in mind right now that I'm thinking about uh, the White Sox acquiring. But if you have a list, I will definitely tell you if there's a guy in there that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's the one. All right, good luck here. So I'll, I'll go left field and right field here, okay? Let's for for And then maybe if we have time, we'll do center field as well. But um, left field, not very uh, intriguing here. Uh, you have 
uh, Andrew McCutcheon, who uh, I'm not even sure if he retired or not. So I don't know where where he's kicking around these days. I think no, he's a, he's a Philly still. I saw him play a couple. Of games. Still, still a Philly. Okay, so that's an interesting. You know, good clubhouse guy. I don't know how much he's got left, um, but I, I've always been a fan. But, again, you want someone that's going to give you good production if you're going to be giving up something there. I mean, uh, maybe the Sox are not in a position where they want to give up a lot. So that's another thing to consider. Uh, so you got A.J. Pollock. Uh, Tommy Pham's going to be a free agent in 2022. Mm. He's not going anywhere, though. He's a very key cog for the Padres. I, I would think so, yes. Um, Corey Dickerson. Uh, he's not going anywhere. He just signed the deal. Um, Mark Canna, and then uh, just a whole bunch of nah, Matt Joyce, and yeah, that's pretty much I it would, there. I mean, out of all those names, you know, none of them thrill me, but the Mark Canna name kind of intrigues me. It sounds really good. Um, if he was, especially on a platoon sy- system, uh, uh, whoever uh, would be a left-handed stick, we can get off the scrap heap, and Mark Canna would be, man, I would definitely love to see him picked up for cheap i don't know if the white Sox can do that no one big time prospects or nobody on the uh, major league roster for marcana all right so let's swing over to the to right field uh, guys who can maybe switch over to left field once they get here guys with good outfield experience in this league uh the, the, this list is a little bit more intriguing here um from the top a guy that we mentioned on this show before charlie blackman is a guy on an expiring mm-hmm. deal and uh, he's due to make 21 million this year and with the Rockies, uh, you know, unloading, and they've yeah. they're, they're going to lose Trevor Story as well. Like they're, you know, they they may be inclined to get rid of Charlie Blackman. But I'll continue on this list here. Dexter Fowler's out for the season. Nick Castellanos. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run, and so that'll make it a four nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. An intriguing name, but the Reds, mm. the Reds are doing their damn thing now, though. So, you know, Castellanos is not going to do anything for you defensively out there. He'll hit a little bit and give you some good balance, but ultimately you'd love to have a left-handed stick here, I think, for this lineup. Um, then you got Michael Conforto's on an expiring deal, Avi Garcia, Cole Calhoun, who a lot of people thought, like, oh, that'd be a guy. Uh, that the White Sox should go after, you know, they, they, we, we people joked about the Sox signing Cole Calhoun and they go and sign Adam Eaton, uh, but he's with the Diamondbacks now, and so we'll wait and see what happens there. But yeah, another you know a list here that's not particularly intriguing. Gregory Polanco, no Mar Mazzara, mm-hmm. huh? No Mar, huh? <laughs> what do you 20 think? Twenty home runs a year. <laughs> like he's only he's only twenty two still forever. <laughs> <laughs> Top prospect, left handed stick. Um, Steven Souza, uh, John Jay, <laughs> John Jay, Gerardo Parra, Josh Reddick, who you know we could have you know could have had I'll him. Still ta- could- I'll still take him and have that Marcana uh, uh, platoon. Yeah, and uh, Cameron Mabin also on this list veteran. as well. So yeah, veteran, good clubhouse guy. Um, yeah, you know people swear by him. Exactly. So. You know, let's let's swing over to center field now, shall we? I, I think. I, what do you think about that list there? I know you were, mentioned Charlie Blackman a few episodes ago. Is that kind of where you're learning, leaning sort towards uh, at this point? A hundred percent. If that could happen, and we know that the Rockies are selling their big time prospect or big time bats away for pennies on the dollar. I mean, what they got back for Arenado was not that much. I mean, Austin Gomber, I'm good. He's decent, but come on now. And probably if they're selling off, you can get a discount for Charlie Blackman. And for if I was the White Sox, I would do it now. 
I would think about throwing, getting your hat into that right now, because if you wait until July, it's going to be really tough, really, really tough to compete with a lot of people who are looking for the services of Charlie Blackman. Now you got right and left fielders, uh, left field up people looking for him and you're going to have uh, a bidding war on your hands. So if they're smart about it, acquiring his services right now, early while the Rockies are still in the, the, uh, like selling off mood and they should be because they know those three teams in front of them are much better than them. And probably the D backs too. I mean, the four teams in front of them, but this is a garbage. This is a garbage <laughs> organization. And they're ready to uh, give a guy like Charlie Blackman away to us and let's take advantage of it. All right. So let's, you know, cause Melissa provided such a great question here and she is the clubhouse leader for these tickets on Saturday. Let's go over to center field and see if there's some options here that the Sox can uh, move over to left field. Now, Ian Desmond, he opted out again. Did he not? I don't know. I don't remember um, um, if I, he did, but I, if he did, that, I mean, I have no qualms with him doing that. Um, yeah. He opts out again, but maybe, um, I, what do you think about him in, in general? Like now this is a year and a half of him, not playing uh, professional baseball, so that that's too big of a gamble. He's, uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, the player before you know, thirty thirty six years old. Good God, yeah, the early Nationals, yeah, Ian Desmond, not Rockies, Ian Desmond. No, I, I'm, I'm, you know, he's a good cat, but no, I'm good. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr., a center fielder who's with an expiring contract, uh, Starling Marte. Uh, with the Marlins, uh, you know. I mean, that's that's your guy. <laughs> that's that was my guy. Yeah, at the at before last season, that was my guy that I had circled. And if only they would have done that, uh, we we could have avoided the Adam Eaton thing. But then Adam Eaton has had a nice year so far. So yes, but we could have still avoided it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, but then it would have uh, we wouldn't have had our top rated uh, one of our top rated episodes that, that day. So um, Juan Lagares, uh, and yeah, the the list pretty much ends there. Uh, in in terms of center fielders there. So, yeah, I think right now, as you look at it, the, the perfect fit would be, of course, um, your, your guy, Charlie Blackman, I think would be a good option there. So, yeah, thank you, Melissa. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Do you think they will do something, though? I think, like you said a couple of episodes and when our offseason uh, episodes were uh, airing, that the White Sox have kept their powder dry so they can do these moves. And I am hoping like you're hoping, like I'm going for your hope that they have their their powder dry for a move that they need to make and do it before it's too late. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say, yes, the White Sox are going to make a big time move. And I don't know if it's specifically going to be Charlie Blackman, but, yeah, they're going to supplement the roster inefficiencies that they have right now. I think so, too. It's 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 the last uh hope I have for Rick Hahn and his Teflon suit. Uh, he's got he's got to step up and, and 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 get his team back, man. I think he's losing it a little bit here with with Tony's management of it. So I think he's got to go out and get him uh, some better horses here. So he leaves uh, Tony little wiggle room for error here. Get guys like Jake Lamb off the team. You already saw uh with uh, with Williams, I just call him Williams. Um, Nick Williams, he's he's gone. There's nothing we could do about it. Uh, he may be back though. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, um, I think they will make a move. And you know, outfield, you know, I think it'll depend on who's the best player they can they can add at the moment, and doesn't necessarily have to be an outfielder. I think they would explore all options. So um, and also don't sleep on the on the possibility of the Sox grabbing a guy who they think they can sign long term to be here beyond. 
2021 because the window is still going to be open. So the, the Sox like to get value in that regard. So uh, thank you, Melissa. We'll move on here. The next one coming in from, I like this one here, uh, Mark Furman. Okay, uh, Mark Furman's checking in. Uh, um, right, man. <laughs> but it's a fun question, though. Damn it, Mark. Uh, yeah. I'm giving you goddamn tickets. M.A. Furman437 on Twitter. This one came through via Twitter. This question is this. This is a fun one that I was thinking about on my car ride home, so there's bonus points there. Uh, if you had to make a blockbuster trade between the 2005 White Sox and the 2021 White Sox, what would it look like? Remember, as Herb always reminds us, you have to give up something that might hurt. Thank you, Mark. Hi, Mark. Thank you, Mark. I did not see you there. So if you had to make a tw- – okay, so I'm kind of confused at the logistics here. I, so yeah, so you're trying yeah. to you're trying to make both teams better, right? But trading with each other, trying to make the 05 Sox a better team uh, in, a, in a world where they hadn't won a World Series yet, and you're trying to make the 2021 White Sox a better team. Uh, so let's start with the 05 Sox from what we remember about them. It was so long ago. Um, it seems like an eternity ago. They add Jeff Blum at the trade deadline. That was the move they decided to make at the trade deadline to to beef up their club. And a lot of us were underwhelmed at the time. We thought they would add more, I remember. Uh, but it turns out Jeff Blum uh, with the more iconic moments in White Sox franchise history with his extra inning home run in Game 3 of the 05 World Series. Uh, but looking at that team, the biggest need, uh, you, you know, they believed it was like a utility infielder type a guy that could play a, a lot of positions and and a, and a guy with a with a little bit of pop uh from the left hand side ideally so that's why jeff blum made sense for them so that would be their big need so immediately that leads you to think leary garcia to the 2005 white Sox. enjoy your ring and enjoy your heroic moment in the 05 world series what do we think herb the who do we get back uh well you know uh well naturally we're gonna get back jermaine die to, oh, to help maybe <laughs> Awesome trade to help rectify. Sign me up to help rectify this outfield situation. Um, yeah, this is a weird. This is a weird question though, because it's like, are they competing in the same league for the same World Series? Oh, I, I don't know. Like, are we existing in two alternate realities here? I don't know what's going on. But if so, I, yeah, Larry know all the secrets would happen in those uh, at bats, so he could just go up there and like, all right, I'm Larry Garcia. Crack. True. Crack. Get, gonna be throwing. He gives out lottery numbers. He can yeah. he can he can kill baby Hitler and stop the Astros cheating scandal at the same time, um, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. What do you think about the 05 Sox? Sorry about your, uh, disparaging your name, Mark Furman. <laughs> uh, just you know, yeah. instant trigger. Yeah. Um, what I think about the 05? Yeah. Uh, they yeah. really didn't need anything. They um, didn't, man. <laughs> but I would. This is what I would do. I'd get really creative. Who would you say the White Sox weak link on their starting rotation is in the 2005 series? Uh, in the season, the season in the yeah. 05 season, uh, the the fifth spot. Okay, El Duque so, was great early on, but they you know they didn't have to rely on him that much. But then of course he has that great moment in the bullpen. So this is what's gonna I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make it really hurt, Mark. <laughs> I'm gonna trade El Duque to the current White Sox. <laughs> what and, for? Like what for? What reason? I'm cut. I'm getting to that. <laughs> I'm gonna treat El Duque to the current White Sox. Firstly, he's Cuban. He'll fit right in. Oh yeah. Um, and you know he's old and he's gonna give us a quality of uh, uh, pitching performance down the stretch. So you're like, oh, okay, who's gonna fill in for him? This forces the great Ozzie Guillen to pitch Brandon McCarthy more. Oh. And so and then they keep Brandon McCarthy. Uh, Brandon McCarthy. For more years after that, 
Yes. Right? They don't trade him away. Mm-hmm. Um, they traded him away for... I'm trying to John remember. John Danks, I believe. What about Danks? <laughs> we walked right into that one. Yeah. So, okay. I like that. So, so Brandon McCarthy is more of a mainstay, becomes a Chicago media celebrity, and, and he becomes a White Sox for life. And maybe he's still pitching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And then you give the old White Sox Adam Eaton. Because oh, yeah. Ozzy hates him earlier. <laughs> so, there's, so, there's, there's a lot of attitude on that team. Him and AJ get in constant fights. Um, so just looking back at this, because if we're really going to role play this year. So uh, Adam Eaton in, in 2005 would have been uh, 17 years old. So as a 17-year-old, Ozzy Gian, does he does he kill him? Or what, does he injure him for life? What is what is No, the, the old dude goes, no, not the that guy. I know, I know. I'm just this old dude guys. I'm, I'm, just being, I'm just being cutesy with you, Herb. Eat yeah. Nobody like you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. He's like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, I hate him. <laughs> and then he's hate him a little less. Oh shit! How's he getting just walked in? <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, on that spot on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think that would work out for both teams. I think the White Sox still won the World Series. It'll be tough to lose that game three in Boston. Maybe you give a better performance from Brandon McCarthy, so you don't have to face Boston or whatever, and you're better suited, and you don't have to struggle down the stretch, and you win the game, and don't have all the memories that you had in September when Joe Creedy hit that home run off of Derry Risky. Sorry, I changed the space-time continuum. The same things don't happen. Maybe the White Sox don't win. Whoa. See, you put us in a bad spot, Mark. <laughs> yeah. We're fucked up now. The White Sox are <laughs> ruined forever. Or maybe the White Sox don't win the World Series then, but they go to the playoffs like seven years in a row, and they win a World <laughs> Series eventually because they're just sustained, and they're like hungry for it. I like I like where your head's at. Yeah, so I'm giving up. My, my but no, but then in this alternate universe, Jim Tobin never gets traded here. Then he doesn't do the open for our show, and then the oh, show crumbles. But so then, this is. But then Frank Thomas gone. never leaves. I, I know Tommy does our open, but then Frank Thomas never leaves, and he has does, his MVP. Does he do our open? I, I you would think. Um, you know, he has his MVP caliber season in 06, and who knows? Maybe he's got a, He hits his 500th home run at a game that we're at. Hopefully. You know, not in the hump dome. Like, what a travesty. In a Blue Jays uniform in the Metro dump, uh, he hits his 500th home run. What a travesty. All um, right, give me that alternate universe. <laughs> give me that one. Oh, I'll wait. It. I, I got it. it. You, you, you trade Frank Thomas away because they already knew at that point that he ain't coming back. Mm-hmm. The relationship had soured. He was injured. But then Frank Thomas <laughs> has sit on the bench behind your me. <laughs> yeah, and, and then in behind Andrew Vaughn as well. We, that's yes. what this team needs is more <laughs> DHs who can't really play first base anymore. So, yeah. That, <laughs> God, I, I am so – Rick Hahn, I've got what, – what, what a pickle I've gotten myself into. All right, so we're, we're going to trade Zach Collins, Jonathan Stever, and uh, Alex McRae for Jermaine Die. It's done. <laughs> put put it in. Put that's it. Send it in the commissioner. Jermaine Die comes on over, plays left field for the Sox, or maybe he stays in right. And you move Eaton to left, and uh, Jermaine Die has a great season in 2021 as well, where he hits like 40 home runs and he's an MVP candidate. So I like it. It's a good business here. I like yep. it. That's a good question, Mark Furman. Wow. Oh boy, we've been chatty today. We only got to a couple emails there. So um, I just want to make sure that we're not leaving any really solid emails. Uh, on the table here. So we're going to take a quick time out. I'm going to mull over some of these emails and we'll be back next and wrap up the week here on Locked On Socks.
This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. I've been telling you guys about Built Bar on this show for quite a while now, and I got to tell you, they've done wonders for me in my personal life. See, I gave up sweets and sugars and candies and cookies about a couple months back, and I've been using Built Bars to supplement those cravings because, let's face it, for people like me, I'm never going to totally kick the sweet cravings. They've gone down considerably since giving up those bad foods, but I've been supplementing with Built Bars, and they've really helped me keep me on track with my I don't want to call it a diet, but sort of like a lifestyle change. I've lost about 10 pounds over the past, you know, month and a half or so. Just, you know, eating the same foods I normally eat, but instead of those cookies and cakes and milkshakes, I just switch those out for Built Bars. And I'll sometimes have two Built Bars a day. I'll keep one in my desk at work, as I said before on the show. For the 3 o'clock hour or so, you need that little energy boost, right? So I keep one there at work, and then I have one after my dinner for a nice sweet dessert. And, you know, my favorite flavors... Coconut always right up there. The German chocolate, I think, is really becoming my favorite flavor as well. I just placed my latest order for my newest batch of Built Bars, my 24-pack of Built Bars. Uh, I ordered my favorites, Coconut. I ordered Cookies and Cream, which is another new one I tried when I ordered my last batch, and it's really good. The Cookies and Cream, by the way, 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories. And I also am trying out a couple new flavors. Trying out salted caramel and peanut butter brownie. So I'm looking forward to those. Peanut butter brownie by far has the most grams of protein in the Built Bars. 19 grams of protein, so that'll really fill you up with only 5 grams of sugar. Do what I did. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. LOCKED15 is the promo code. So important. I've ordered before, and I forgot to put in our own promo code, so don't be like me. Be smarter than me, would you? Go to BuiltBar.com now. Enter promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar, it's the best-tasting protein bar ever. This year, the Lockdown Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get inside and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. All right, so just wrapping it up here, uh, we're going to give away these tickets. There's a lot of great emails here, and a lot of them centering around the same topics here, okay, because the Sox points of interest are – Pretty much Andrew Vaughn, left field. So, you know, shout out to our guy Jimbo, who, uh, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, this this disdain Dunning start, and he's wondering if White Sox Twitter will implode and if it's the most hyped game in the history, uh, uh, you know, in our game, hashtag our game. Uh, that means the least. I, that's got a point there. Um, you know, shout out to AD, who asked if we we're underrating Tim Anderson, possibly, and you ought to know. AD uh, from OP, not on this show, my friend. We 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 stand TA all day, every day. And uh, you know, it's a funny thing. Uh, Matt Spiegel did a a thing with with Tim Anderson and uh, Bria Anderson today. Did a Zoom call, and I think you may see some of this during the broadcast tonight. Uh, but they they did a Zoom call for a charity event, and Spiegs asked TA like what animal he he would be. He asked both of them, Tim and his wife, what animal would they be if they could be any animal. Uh, Bria said a, a panda, I believe, and Tim said, I wouldn't be any animal. I'd be me regardless, no matter what. <laughs> that is so on brand for TA. So we, we love that guy uh, forever. You know what that is from? I don't know if they're doing that, but Ted Lasso. Okay. 
Have you have you seen it? No, not yet. But I I know people were hyped that the the, the second season's coming out. So I mean, I, they might have just done it just you know uh, top of the dome. But it was literally the question was, would you rather be a tiger or a panda? Okay. And um, uh, one person said, I'd rather be a panda. And then another's like, no, tigers are the king of the jungle. Blah blah blah, lion or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you would be dumb to do that. And then they asked the the big time superstar soccer player, what would you rather be? He was like. I wouldn't be anything else than myself because I'm great. Okay, maybe they were. That's pretty much. I don't know if if they said it just independent of watching that show. That is a spooky co- coincidence and <laughs> awesome too at the same time. Yeah, man, they're they're a fun uh, pair there, uh, Bria and Tim Anderson, and they were talking about the pasta parties and what happens if Ta hits a, a home run on the road as he did against Cleveland and Boston, and uh, he said it's Getty in the bank. So uh, don't be surprised if you see that trending on Twitter oh, when the Sox are on the road. Getty in the bank. He banks the, the spaghetti uh, for the next time Tim's in town. Uh, his wife, Bria's got that, got that waiting for him. So, And uh, Chris Lowy, you know, you got a prize pack, my man. I don't know if I can give you the tickets here. Uh, that, that's her. This is your call, but he's, you know, asking uh, about Lance Lynn, if he's on the IL longer than expected. Uh, you, know, you know, who should the White Sox make a push to start uh, sooner? Uh, then later, and I don't have the answer to that right there. I think Stever, uh, I would love to see Jimmy Lambert get a, get an opportunity uh, to start, but yeah, Chris, you already got a prize pack, so I think that uh, excludes you from this. But, I mean, uh, it doesn't exclude him, but <laughs> I I have uh, two people I have ahead of you, Chris. But I'm sorry, it's a great question. All right, I so l- let's just yeah, so a lot of great questions. I appreciate the feedback. We didn't get many voicemails this time, but we got a lot of well thought out, well sourced questions here but we're at the end of the show here and uh who who are you leaning towards here herb to give out your tickets for saturday's Sox rangers game and if it gets rained out this person will win whatever makeup uh game tickets or voucher or however they're going to do it it is the m&m crew right now with melissa and mark uh in a dead tie um but because they're both great phenomenal questions uh they should Melissa's go they should us. have to go together <laughs> no breaking up families and doing this too um i'm gonna go with melissa yeah that's she, a good uh, call yeah she uh had the best question uh mark created the content we gave you most of it yeah. and just thinking about the uh back to the future stuff it was awesome thank you mark but I'm gonna go with Melissa on this one. I, I would, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, congratulations, Melissa. You've got Herb seats. Keep them warm. Don't act the fool up there. Uh, where are your seats, by the way? Do you want to disclose that information, well, or do well, they move this, it around every game? They move it around. I have to buy different seats every time. But okay. these particular seats are on the third base line. I think they're in section 148 and row 20 something. Oh, uh, okay. So seven to eight, but so you're right on the uh, right on the aisle. Lower bowl. Yeah, exactly. By the bullpen. So, Exactly. You're uh, down the third baseline, so you're going to enjoy a game from a great vantage point. And if it's warm enough that day, which I don't know if it will be, but the $7.50 root beer float thing is right behind you. Oh, also the funnel cakes are close by as well. Yeah, so it'll be in your section. That's always what I get. That All root right. beer float for seven fifty. it's just especially on a warm or hot day, it's a great deal. All right, Melissa, you enjoy yourself uh, out there on Saturday. Hopefully it doesn't rain, and hopefully you have a good time. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for everyone for participating. Uh, But, yeah, that about does it. You know, uh, we have one show left on the table. 
we did only did four shows this week. We're supposed to do five. I think we're okay with doing just a four. But if Dane Dunning throws a no hitter, I think we have to cover that. So uh, if Dylan Cease throws a no hitter, Tanny, <laughs> put that right. positivity out there. All right, let's do it. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you on Saturday morning. Uh, that's all I got here. Uh, next week, I don't even know what the schedule is next week for the Sox. I have no idea. But we'll be back Monday with the mailbag and we'll recap the weekend series with the Rangers. So that's all I got. That is Chris Tannehill. You can follow him at Chris Tannehill on Twitter, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23, and our show is Locked On Socks. 312-566-8727 or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com is the way you leave us messages, either voice or email. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to this episode and all the episodes of Locked On Socks.